On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, April the 20th. It is Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy with you, ready to break down the Wednesday NHL card. Uh, A much lighter slate tonight. We have just uh, a quartet, four games on tap tonight uh, in the NHL. Uh, First of all, we want to talk a bit bit about last night. And again, thanks to all who joined us on the BetCast last night. Uh, Very enjoyable once again. Uh, very interesting uh, slate of games. We uh, saw lots of games involving playoff implications last night. It was a pretty dull first hour uh, of those early games. There was only one goal in the first hour of all those first four or five games of the night. But things started to get going uh, and get a little bit more action-packed as the night went on. But again, thanks to everyone that joined us on the BetCast. Thanks to everyone that tuned in to watch the BetCast. We appreciate it. We still have one more regular season BetCast coming up next Tuesday night. 7 p.m. Eastern will be the final regular season bet cast. We're going to be doing them every Tuesday night, though, throughout the playoffs as well uh, on the Tuesday nights. And hell, we might even throw out, you know, a, a couple of weeks during the playoffs where we have two bet casts. Turn right. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, turn right. I'm not driving there, Siri, or whoever that is. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Jimmy Murphy's. Yeah, Jimmy Murphy's uh, assistant there, car assistant right there. Uh, that you heard uh, in the uh, background. But uh, last night, interesting games, of course. Uh, we talk about, the, we'll really just talk about the ones that had major playoff implications. I mean, when we look at it, do we really have to talk about, you know, uh, uh, Florida and the Islanders? Not really, other than Florida came back and won. The Islanders are out of it. Uh, you know, Columbus, San Jose, forget it. Nobody cares about that. Uh, we're going to talk more about the games last night where we had, you know, playoff implications. And look, how about Boston? You know, nice win for them against St. Louis last night uh, in overtime. Solid victory, snapping the Blues' uh, winning streak there with that 3-2 overtime win in that game. What a shot, by the way, by McAvoy. What a terrific uh, season it's been for him. Uh, and he gets the uh, game-winning goal there uh, in overtime for the uh, Bruins. Uh, we saw Detroit, the upset of the night, plus 400 if you had the Stones to take the Red Wings last night. Uh, and they get the upset against Tampa Bay, 4-3. Again, another night where Vasilevsky's not sharp, not on top of his game, not playing the way we typically see of him. Uh, another game where he gives up at least three goals, which has been a regularity for him. So that continues to be a problem. The Leafs plow through Philly, 5-2. Uh, Minnesota shuts out Montreal two to nothing, and yeah, we'll give Jimmy his props with the under uh, in that Wild Canadians game. Uh, Montreal just couldn't find the back of the net. Price and the Montreal team really playing tight defense, uh, which apparently, according to Jimmy, you can expand on that in a second. It's something they want to do moving forward, play a little tighter, but they end up losing two nothing to uh, Minnesota. Uh, Vancouver, uh, we talked about Vegas, and it was a costly loss for them two nights ago. 
costly loss for Vancouver last night, even though they got a point, missing out on that second point on a night where the LA Kings win and the night where the Nashville Predators win, uh, that's that's not good for the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, all of a sudden, the road gets a little bit more challenging for them to make the playoffs. They're now, what, five points behind LA, and LA's got this cupcake schedule uh, the rest of the way. They fall another couple of points back of Nashville. Uh, you know, they, they don't lose ground on Dallas because they were idle, but certainly if you're the Canucks tonight, you're going to be cheering like hell for the Edmonton Oilers to help you out tonight when they take on the uh, Dallas Stars, but very, very unfortunate. Look, Vancouver has only themselves to blame, guys. They stopped playing their game after the first period. They thought, oh, it's going to be easy street. We've had a nice start here against Ottawa. We're going to take care of business. Halak got injured and Demko came in. Um, that was probably threw them for a loop, but Look, Ottawa took the game to Vancouver for the majority of the second and the third. That can't happen when you need to win like Vancouver did, uh, and that ends up costing them uh, in the end. Uh, Andrew, we'll start off with you with some overall uh, thoughts and opinions on the uh, slate from last night. Uh, unders. That's what I thought. I yes. mean, overall. First you know, period we're starting to unders, see, especially. Wow. Yes, first period under. We're starting to see some good defensive hockey, uh, specifically with the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. I think that uh, W's and L's aren't really as important as much as just playing the kind of hockey that their coaching staff wants them to play. So I noticed that quite a bit. And once again, I just... I've got to tell myself to next year to quote Alex B. Smith, April is the month of the draw. And uh, next year I'm, I'm betting more. I'm telling myself I'm doing it. Nashville OT, Vancouver OT, unbelievable. It was just like, just as scripted plus 300 on both those. And uh, I thought about it, but just, you know, having a good, good run with these money lines and totals. I just haven't stepped in with those totals, but um, you know, I, I, I actually, my, my my strongest play I ended up doing yesterday, Ian, was the two-teamer with the Rangers and Panthers. And I'll tell you, what yeah, I saw from the sweat. Panthers. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the funny thing is, this I was talking with someone earlier about when you handicap, you can create a narrative out of anything. Well, you could say, oh, how great are the Panthers that are coming back? It's unbelievable. This team scores, you know, makes it look so easy. Do you really want a team that's had to come back 28 times to win? You know, some games they might not have had to against teams – you know, like the Devils or, or like last night. I mean, the Panthers are so talented; it's incredible, and you, it's it's like clockwork how often they come back against teams. But is that something that impresses you come playoff time? We'll have to find out. But uh, yeah, Ottawa quite the upset from them overall. Um, you know, Jimmy was right about that under. Um, but you know, as uh, you know, him and I were talking um, just through Twitter this afternoon. Uh, you know, the unders with price are always a good bet, but especially now it seems like the play, the team collectively uh, kind of changing their style and almost playing conservatively in front of him, which is kind of faltering their offense. So um, hopefully when I'm there on Sunday, I see a few goals, man, but uh, it's not really looking too bright for me. Yeah, exactly. You want an ex exciting, entertaining hockey game and Montreal kind of wants the opposite right now, especially if it's price and net, be good in front of them, be sound, don't give up too much. Uh, and they certainly play that way. Unfortunately, when you really focus in defensively, and Alex B. Smith rails about this about Mike Yo, they they focus so much defensively they forget to score. You know, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened with Montreal last night uh, against Minnesota. And credit to the Kings. Look, I know they played Anaheim. Anaheim's had a de bad year. They've had a really big, really struck big struggle the last month. But that was you know still you were up two to one. You needed to hang on. You needed to close that game out on the road for a big two points, and they did it. Uh, the LA Kings. It's a good test for them should they make the playoffs. And I think they are going to get in. 
uh, you know, in terms of how you close out a game come playoff time. They played good, steady team hockey in the third period. Very good. Got pucks out when they had to. A very good showing there for the King. Again, against a weak Anaheim team, I get it, but that's the style of play that's going to be successful, you know, at playoff time when you can uh, lock it down the way the Kings did once they got that 2-1 lead last night. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on last night? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Andrew said it there, like a, a, a lot of teams right now that are know they're in, you know, they're going to start to really, just like Andrew said, try to perfect the system that the coach wants them to play. And, and for most part, that system's going to be more conservative because that's what happens in the playoffs. It's, it's a more conservative game. It's a more physical game, more grinding game. And so I think we're going to see a lot of that uh, in the next week and a half here as we, as we close the season out. Um, you know, and you, you bring up a team like Florida there, guys. It's a great point by Andrew. I mean, look, I, they're, they're very skilled, right? But, you know, this isn't the 1980s where the Edmonton Oilers could spot a team four goals and come back on them and win 8-4 in the playoffs. It's not going to happen that way. So they better start to do the, the, you know, the same thing as all these other teams that are starting to switch gears and, and play. I, I don't know if conservative is the word, but just play more within a system and, and – and, from whistle to whistle, siren to siren. You can't just be giving teams leads like that. I don't care how skilled you are. It's not going to work. Even the Colorado Avalanche have struggled in that department sometimes. So, you know, I, I think that Florida is is just an interesting team as we go into the playoffs to watch there to see how they handle the change in style and, and, and just the elevation of intensity in these games. Um, you know, as for that game that, you know, with Minnesota, like, yeah, me and Andrew were talking about it. Look, uh, I'm telling you, just talking to people within the team, this looks to be the way. And it's not necessarily from what I hear that Marty St. Louis is telling them to play more conservative in front of Price. They're just naturally doing it because they want they want to protect him and they want him to feel safe. They want him to feel more comfortable and they know it's a mental thing right now for him. And so I think it's just their natural inclination as teammates and friends to do that for him. So uh, I, I would – any price game for the rest of the season i'm going under on all of them and andrew i'm thinking of it right now i mean what so they, they play next uh tomorrow then they play saturday and then the bruins back to, so you're probably going to get montembeule on uh sunday i would think because it looks like yeah. price will get the saturday start i can't see them giving them back to back so yeah that's that's true they play philadelphia on thursday you're going to see price there uh, Saturday, uh, you'll probably see him against. Uh, they got Boston on Saturday, right? Yeah. My only oh. question, Jimmy, is like they're on no, the no. road in Ottawa Saturday and then Sunday at home. Does that play any factor Sunday into in it? Yeah. Eh, we'll see. I mean, I, I just from what I'm told, they're just going every other game the rest of the year. Oh, okay. Okay. So Mont, so uh, Montebo would up, be up what Thursday, mm-hmm. and then Price Saturday, and then Montebo Sunday. That's right. the way it looks right now. So it looks like Montembeau might get the start uh, on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. All right. Montembeau might get the start on. So sorry, Andrew. No carry price for you, maybe, on uh, Sunday night with the uh, Bruins and the Canadians. But you'll get goals, maybe. Yeah. You might, yeah. yeah. We'll get an entertaining game. Yeah. They'll open up again. Yeah. Play pond you know, hockey. I know we got to get into these games, but, you know, I got to say real quick, uh, I liked what, um, you know, Price being a vet in the team. I always found it kind of like some goalies are hesitant to like blame their team and price doesn't in that great professional way where he kind of like can speak on how the, like, I love the way he, he said like, Oh no, Montembeau, Montembeau is a talented goaltender. You know, I think we could be playing a lot better in front of him. 
like yeah. he's protecting the goaltender, goalie partner, that kind of thing. But he's also not scared to say like, hey, like he's been kind of, you know, screwed over a lot of times this year, too, which is I, I kind of like Pricer saying that. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they divvy up the. Ah, there we go. I was gonna. Say, I was waiting for Jimmy to chime in, but I think he's lost <laughs> he's his gone. again. That car connection, it's just comes and goes. It's uh, one day it's great, one day it's up, one day it's down. Kind of like our our betting results from time to time. But nevertheless, hopefully uh, not here tonight. We go. Yeah, hopefully not tonight. All right, let's talk Wednesday's card. Dallas Edmonton. We've got the Oilers minus one sixty five home favorites, six and a half the total. Uh, in this game. I don't really uh, have much on this game, to be quite honest. This is the one game I'm probably going to stay off at least pregame unless I look at some props. And there is actually one Edmonton prop that stands out to me, and it's not the usual suspect. It's not Connor. It's not Leon Dreisaitl. It's not even Yamamoto and Kane and Hyman, who I've talked about a lot as guys that have stepped up in a secondary scoring uh, capacity for Edmonton. I'm talking about Warren Fogle for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm looking at him from a prop standpoint tonight. This is a guy that's played playoff hockey. He looks to me like a guy that's ramping up his game for the postseason, where he's been for multiple years with Carolina in the past. And now this will be his first playoff year with the Oilers. And you see this guy starting to really uh, make some hay, produce some uh, points, goals offensively. The last five games for Fogle, three goals and three points in the last five games as well for him. So, someone that's starting to get some confidence back. And this is a guy that scored some big goals in the playoffs past for Carolina uh, as well. So he's one of those players that it seems late in the season playoffs tends to elevate and step up his game and maybe play better, be more noticeable and impactful than maybe he's been for the majority uh, of the season. So uh, Warren Fogle prop, I think, is ultimate uh, value here uh, in this game. And again, you're going to get, and by the way, I should point out with Fogle, the shots on goal is not bad to consider either for Shots on goal uh, for Warren Fogle in each of the last two games against Nashville uh, and Vegas uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So there's no doubt uh, he's been able to uh, shoot the puck more. Uh, again, eight shots on goal the last two games combined. Back-to-back shutouts, by the way, for Mike Smith, who will get his, uh, yeah, of course, another start tonight. We talked about this the other day. He's been terrific in the last two games. There's no question. But just when you start to buy in, just when you start to get excited about, hey, here's Mike Smith playing at a really high level, usually that's when that stink bomb is right around the corner uh, from Mike Smith. And, you know, he'll have that clunker and he gives up four or five. So you still worry that could happen. Dallas is not that kind of team maybe to uh, exploit Mike Smith, though. They are really skirting by in these games. They're happy with winning one nothing. They're happy with winning 2-1 to one right now, this Dallas team at the moment. They don't make it easy on themselves. Now, usually I don't like that when they're a favorite. Here in this spot, plus 140, they're an underdog. Uh, you know, they're, it's a little bit more appealing to back Dallas when, you know, it's, it's, it's much better to take a team and bet a team that plays a lot of close games when they're an underdog uh, as opposed to when they're a favorite. So, you know, I do would, I probably would lean slightly to Dallas, but I don't know if I want to get in front of the momentum Edmonton's got. And with the Kings winning last night, Edmonton now finds themselves just two points ahead of Los Angeles you know, for second place in the Pacific, which gives you obviously a uh, home ice advantage in the first round. So there is still work to be done in the standings for Edmonton to ensure they get home ice advantage in that second place spot in the Pacific. So I expect them to play well, back-to-back shutouts against good competition. 
Uh, I'm not rushing to bet against them either. So the slightest of leans to Dallas for me. Other than that, it's a pass. And I think the Warren Fogle prop to score a goal and maybe register a point is a good one to look at from a value standpoint here tonight. Andrew, Dallas Edmonton. Well, I spoke about it at the top of the show here, and I'll continue to uh, take a look at these unders. You know, for a long, long time, it was over, 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 over. And uh, you didn't really sound, um, you know, like you were going to be at fault uh, for taking any any game really over the total. Now, um, I think that Edmonton, besides two little uh, duds they had in their last 10 games, they only allowed five goals twice. And other than that, it's been mostly ones and twos, couple threes mixed in there. Obviously, off two shutouts, I don't expect them to be a shutout tonight, but I expect them to continue to play that style of hockey, protect their own end. And Dallas, well, at one point in the season, they were an over team as well, and now they've kind of buckled down a little bit. They're playing for a point every single night, and uh, I'm going to stay away from the side in this one. Look, under six and a half. Under six and a half, minus 120 here uh, in this game. And uh, look, I, I think there's value with that under. I, would, I wouldn't look over in this game. Dallas had three straight unders before they give up a six spot to Vancouver. And you know they're going to be focusing in on playing better in their own end after losing that game 6-2 to the Canucks. And Edmonton's on, I believe, a six-game under streak themselves. Yeah, 6-0 to the under for Edmonton in their last six games. And, of course, the last two games, back-to-back shutouts for Mike Smith, who has found the fountain of youth. Can he keep it tonight? That's the question. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Dallas-Edmonton? Yeah, guys, and sorry about that. I got disconnected as I was uh... – getting out of my car and into my place. Um, so, you know, I'm with you guys. I, I, I just look at it. Look, Edmonton's really buckled down. They've been getting great goaltending as well. Um, and, you know, Dallas is fighting for their lives here too. I think it, they're going to play an aggressive but a smart game. Um, and so I just see it as I'm with you. Ride these this little under wave we're seeing right now. So give me that under. All right, liking the uh, under here as well, Jimmy, with this one under six and a half. And I'm just looking for Fogel plus 400. Put that in my pocket. Plus 400 Warren Fogel to uh, score a goal tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Like that. Like that one quite a bit. All right, Chicago and Arizona. We've got Chicago minus 160. Road favorite, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, I mentioned on the BetCast this was already gonna. This was already something I was going to bet overnight. I wasn't even going to wait around for it uh, with this game. Uh, I don't trust either team to stop anybody, stop anything defensively uh, going into this game. This is two teams that just are having a tr- big time trouble keeping the puck out of their own net. Um, and look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a small bet on Chicago minus one and a half because I keep on just relentlessly fading Arizona on the puck line uh, the last several games. Uh, I don't, I don't trust Chicago anywhere close to as much as I've trusted. Obviously look who Arizona's played lately. We're talking Carolina, we're talking Calgary, you know, we're talking a lot better hockey teams than Chicago. So it's not as easy to trust Chicago to, you know, go into the desert here and just wipe out this Arizona team like everybody else has, uh, for the last several games. But I, I, I'm still going to, and you're, if anything, you're going to get a better price with Chicago on the puck line tonight as well. Uh, you're going to end up getting minus one and a half at plus one sixty here for the Chicago Blackhawks on the puck line. So I'm going to I'm going to roll with that, but my stronger stance on this game is definitely over the total. It goes without saying, uh these are two teams that just absolutely are putrid defensively. I can't trust Lankinen and Delia. Of course it won't be Delia, I believe, cuz he's still out. It should, probably will be Lankinen but not confirmed and Karel Vamelka will be uh, in net once again for Arizona and uh you look at these numbers for Vamelka here in these last uh, several games that he started. 
Wow. Six to Vegas, six to New Jersey, six to Vancouver, five the other night to a Carolina. Although it's not all on him. I mean, it's just a team that defensively they've got lack of depth. They've The, the defensive play in their own zone for the Coyotes has really started. It started with Chikrin's injury. That's when you saw it really start to hit uh, that this team was not going to be playing as well in their own end. And it's been absolutely atrocious in, in the defensive zone for the Arizona Coyotes really ever since Chikrin's season ending injury. So uh, like I would say, this is kind of a borderline AHL team right now. It's hard for them to compete. Don't be fooled by the 5-3 score against Carolina. That was a kind of a weak goaltending performance from Ronta. I thought there was one, if not two, of the Arizona goals he should have stopped. And Carolina completely dominated uh, Arizona uh, in that game. Yeah, that was a flattering score to the Arizona Coyotes that had ended up 5-3 the other night. Carolina ended up uh, 51-26 in shots over Arizona in that game. And if you look at expected goals, danger chances, Scoring chances, it adds up. It's right in line with Carolina's shot on goal numbers. It was a complete domination by Carolina, and there, it was uh, flattering for Arizona to only lose by two, to be quite honest, in that game. Uh, so I like Chicago puck line. I, I'm not even going to take money line or reg. Screw that. I'm just going to go for a minus one and a half plus 160 because every loss has been by margin lately for Arizona. Go for the value here. They've lost seven in a row. They've all been by two goals or more. Most of them have been by four goals or more, but let's just pump the brakes on the minus two and a half, three and a half, those alternative puck lines, which <laughs> I've been taking previously. This is Chicago. You know, this isn't some phenomenal hockey team. I'm just going to stick to the minus one and a half here, plus 160, get the win by two or more for Chicago. And I really like this game over the total uh, as well. Uh, Andrew, Chicago, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to stick with the total train here and uh, talk about uh, unders for the playoff teams trying to get ready for the playoffs. Well, uh, I think a lot of players in both these teams probably have their trips to Can- Cancun already booked and they don't want to have bruises all over them. I don't see any block shots happening with these two teams. Uh, I'm on the over in this game and, you know, it's pretty, pretty much an average game in Arizona to allow four or five goals. And I feel like they can get a, a few themselves against Chicago. So it's kind of funny seeing a six and a half uh, in Arizona games when they aren't the ones doing the scoring ever. But uh, I think in this one, they will, and both teams will collide. Give me a, you know, five, three type game here for Chicago. Yeah. Which was the same score for uh, Carolina over Arizona the other night. I could see that five, three perfect over and the puck line caches as well, which I think will, this will not be best bet though. I will tell you that right now, Chicago puck line will not be best bet for me on the show. Like it was with uh, Carolina the other night. We don't trust Chicago that much, but (laughs) Arizona is that bad that I'm right now. And that depleted uh, both up front and on the blue line uh, that I think Chicago could still get this uh, victory by two goals or more tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Chicago, Arizona. It's a Jimmy pass guys. No interest in this. Don't blame you. All right. (laughs) Next up, we've got Washington capitals, Vegas, golden Knights as the Vegas golden Knights uh, backs against the wall. Costly loss the other night uh, against the New Jersey Devils, which we talked about ad nauseum yesterday. They'll look to bounce back tonight. They're laying a buck 45 uh, at home at T-Mobile Arena. Six and a half the total, actually, which is interesting because uh, this total actually opened six, and it's actually been uh, bet up to uh, six and a half uh, in most spots. Uh, I jumped on over six minus 125. Uh, this morning so I got a six it's up to six and a half most books I think there's maybe one one or two stray uh, sports books out there that still have six but majority have moved to six and a half here I like the over here 
I mean, Washington, we've talked about their overrun. It came to an end the other night against Colorado uh, in that 3-2 to two victory over the Avalanche. Again, I was talking about Washington. I thought they were live in that spot. Colorado first game after clinching everything. One seed in the West, home ice advantage throughout the Western Conference playoffs. And sure enough, Washington goes into Colorado, gets that victory uh, in that game uh, against the Avalanche. Can they keep it going here against Vegas? I saw enough against New Jersey uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights to say, you know what, I, I don't know if I can go back to the well and lay a price with them again. You know, they have got a real, real issue right now with these big moments, bearing down, scoring goals. They've got issues, you know, with uh, what are they going to do now tonight with their goaltending? We still don't know. Uh, it's not, Nothing's projected yet. I, think, I, I knew Peter DeBoer was going to draw this out probably right till the last moment tonight. Uh, does he go back with obviously a guy that's struggling with his confidence, Robin Leonard, you know, that's obviously had some mental struggles, you know, off the ice, which aren't helped. If anything, they're exacerbated by the coach making those moronic comments he made the other night, veiled comments about the goalie without mentioning Leonard by name. That's really going to help the guy out mentally. I mean, <laughs> my goodness. I mean, talk about tone deaf if you're DeBoer saying that what he did about Leonard the other night. But nevertheless, He's got a decision to make. Does he give Leonard another crack at it? Or does he go to the young kid, Logan Thompson, who you know has to be said he has been a little bit better lately than Robin Leonard. So it's a big decision here for DeBoer. But the bottom line is you can't just blame the goaltending. You can't blame the fact that a couple of those goals were questionable for New Jersey. At the end of the day, where's Eichel? Couldn't find him the other night. Stone's offensive game. What's happened here to it since he's come back? You know, Pacioretty's got to be more forceful. All of them, Marsh or so, go on down the list. I mean, just not enough from though that collective core up front against New Jersey the other night. They need to step it up big time here in this game tonight. The question is, will they? You know, uh, the it, it that's the, the tough part of me betting this thing over is I've got to think Vegas can finally open the floodgates. We're talking about a team that got shut out by Edmonton. We're talking about a team that could only score two measly goals against a very weak devil defense and goaltending. Made Andrew Hammond look like Dominic Hoshik uh, in his prime uh, the other night. Uh, it, it, it's a concern, but Washington will sometimes hemorrhage goals. We know that. And after the big win against Colorado, maybe this is a spot where, you know, the defensive lapses come back again for the Washington Capitals here tonight. Uh, and a Washington Capitals team that, you know, they're not rolling over, I think, tonight either because Pittsburgh is in their crosshairs you know, in the uh, standings right now. Washington has gotten to the point where Pittsburgh's been kind of up and down lately. Washington's only a point behind Pittsburgh for third place. Now, third place just gets you uh, a matchup with either Carolina or the Rangers. Do you care about that more? Or if you get set, if you stay in second in the uh, wild card as the second wild card, you're getting Florida uh, in the first round. So that's conspiracy theory talk. You got to ask Ovechkin and Oshie and Kuznetsov. Who would you rather play in the first round? Other than that, if you're speculating about that kind of nonsense and shit, you know, you're just speculating. We don't know what these players are thinking. Hmm, maybe we want to play Florida. Hmm, maybe we want to take our chances with Rangers or Hurricanes. And maybe based on that, here's what we're interested in doing and where we're interested in finishing. I don't like to go into those mind games. I think it's speculation. I think you have to ask these players personally what their opinion is. Otherwise, you're just, it's conjecture. Otherwise, it's just speculation. But I do know I think there's some incentive for Washington maybe to get third uh, in the uh, division here. Uh, and they have played better hockey lately. So this is not an easy game for Vegas 
obviously. I have trouble trusting them after the other night, and I've got to lay a buck 45, and I'm not interested doing that. But I will take my chances that Vegas focuses on the offensive side here after the, the previous game, fixes some things, finds some offense. You are going up against Samsonov and Vanacek, who've been fighting the puck the majority of the last month for this team in net. So hoping Vegas can get some offensive traction. I expect Washington to score a few as well tonight because they've been rolling offensively of late. So uh, I did like over six. It's up to six and a half. Still would recommend it. Uh, Andrew, this is obviously huge for Vegas. What do you think? Capitals, Golden Knights. Yeah, it's a big game. You know, it's, uh, you know, we always say must win isn't will win. And, you know, I think I have, I haven't really been involved in too many of these must win games for a lot of teams. Uh, at least from a side perspective, um, keep in mind this game opened up around 130. Uh, it's definitely moved quite a bit. But look, we talked probably for, you know about what happened with Vegas yesterday more than we did about one of the games probably because uh, it was you know something to talk about in the hot topic. But maybe besides Robin Leonard and those comments, I, I said to myself, you know what, what Pete DeBoer said, maybe it's not acceptable. But if you're coaching a young team. I don't, you know, that doesn't work. If you're coaching a veteran-based team, I, I truthfully think that that's not going to hurt anyone's feelings in the locker room. You know, I feel like no one's going to, it's all about the players rallying together. And as much as it's not good to call your team out like that to the media and be that frustrated, um, there's always something behind that. And I think that he was clearly just laying it out how unhappy he was with their effort. And I think we got to get effort out of the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, I, I'm seeing... It seems like a lot of people in the gambling world think the Capitals kind of put the nail in the coffin tonight, but you beat Colorado, the best team in the league. You've already clinched your spot. You know, you've already, you're on your third game of a road trip. Um, I'm not saying they just, you know, don't show up at all, but I think Vegas is the more motivated team. And, you know, it doesn't always mean that that's the winner, but I think in this, in this time, we're going to see a great game out of the stars from, the Vegas Golden Knights. So I can't talk you off that over, though. I don't think they're going to win in low-scoring fashion. Oh, sorry. There we go. Uh, they had been trending uh, over the total uh, quite a bit on at, on home ice, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, prior to that New Jersey game. Uh, let me see what it, uh, the, the current uh, numbers were. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, the, yeah, six and one to the over in their last seven home games, and that one under was the New Jersey game. Uh, the other night where the you know they had chances they had shots the puck just didn't go in uh for them yeah. uh but at the same time they got to be cl clinical that's the soccer term you guys know soccer more than i do your liver jimmy's a liverpool fan clinical surgical that's a you know you just got to be you, when you have the puck on your stick right in front of the net you just got to have that that the patience you know take your time look at where you're shooting and and try to get a, a the best sh shot you can on net to beat the goalie and sometimes you just rush it sometimes you fan on it you don't get all of the puck you shoot it wide you know your your trajectory's off it's just those little things that need to be improved for vegas in these big games and it happened in the playoffs last year where again the well ran, ran dry offensively for them in so many key games in the postseason last year it's just that little bit of that extra poise to finish off your chances that's what they've been lacking, and see if they can find it tonight in an absolutely pivotal game for them. You talk about a team that needs two points. That's the Golden Knights tonight in the worst way. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Capitals, Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go against the, the Golden Knights right now, but you also can't trust them, right? It's just like, you know, I, I'm just staying away from this. That's where I am on it, yep. Yeah, but what I will say is, you know, you guys were talking about this being the month of the draws. I think this game has overtime written all over it. Yep. Um, it's still important for Washington, as you said, Ian, yep. 
And obviously it's just, it's do or die for Vegas right now. So I could sense an overtime here. So that's why I'm going to take the draw and I'm actually going to go the other way on the over under boys. I, uh, I don't know if I'm on this under kick right now, but I'm going to, I'm just going to ride that feeling uh, and give me a low scoring game. I'm looking at maybe a three, two type game here. So give me the under as well. Well, it was one nothing earlier this year with the Capitals against the Golden Knights in Washington. Uh, one nothing yep. for the for Vegas uh, in that game. So very low scoring that one was. And I think the draw is live in this game uh, because again that was a one goal game. Uh, you look at Washington lately, three uh, two against uh, or especially the last game three two with Colorado. Vegas, you know they played three overtime games in the last ten games and. Outside of that, they also had a one-goal game the other night against New Jersey that nearly went to OT. So it was almost four OT games in the last 10 games for Vegas. So the draw is not a bad play here, in my opinion. You know, just and all you need to do is put a few bucks down on it. You know, you don't have to play it for your normal uh, wager amount because we're talking about a payoff here of plus 310, you know, if you like the uh, draw uh, in this game. So I think it is worth, you know, a couple of bucks at the very least, maybe looking in that direction with the draw. Uh, between Washington and Vegas. All right, final game, Colorado Avalanche, uh, Seattle Kraken, uh, Colorado minus 300, road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Colorado, uh, like I said, I thought it was a good spot to, to try to take a shot against them with Washington uh, the other night. The very first game after clinching everything, including number one seed in the West uh, and home ice throughout the playoffs, that doesn't mean Colorado is just going to go asleep, fall asleep now for these remaining regular season games. I think probably after losing the last game, you'll see a better effort tonight uh, from the Avalanche uh, going into this game against Seattle. Uh, and, you know, it, obviously it's tough to find value. Uh, it's probably a game that I'm not going to get involved with uh, when it's all said and done. I will say this about Seattle, too. Uh, these last few games, uh, they nearly won in Calgary before they fell apart in the third. Beat New Jersey, beat Ottawa, beat Chicago. Uh, hung tough with Calgary for a while in the first home game against uh, Calgary there. So signs of life from the uh, crack and beat Dallas at home four to one. You know, this nice little end of the season and what's been a, you know, a difficult, you know, expansion year for the team. You know, you're at least seeing them. This is not a team that's packed it in from an effort standpoint. They have not. You're still getting Seattle. Uh, giving it a good effort, a good work ethic on a nightly basis. It's just certain nights they're going to be outmanned, and they could in this game. Uh, Colorado's one of those. But Colorado's one of those teams, guys, that tonight's not the night for me to bet against them once again. But at the same time, I'm not looking for spots to back Colorado the rest of the regular season. They've got everything locked up. It's take a look at some of these college kids, maybe some AHL call-ups, get more ice time uh, in these last few games, and really look forward to the to the eyes on the prize, if you will. You know, the Stanley Cup playoffs. One thing I would look at is Valerie Nachushkin in this game. You keep on taking that guy. Props, uh, goal score, points. He's He's been terrific since they put him on the top line playing with Nate McKinnon and Rantanen. Uh, they, he's been phenomenal. I mean, a great point streak for him. What's the point streak at now? Five games? Yeah, five-game point streak. Uh, seven points uh, in those five games. Three goals uh, in those five games. So all things Valerie Nachushkin. Uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche tonight. Goal score, prop points, uh, definitely good uh, things to consider uh, in this game. And as far as Seattle goes, look at Matty Beneers, folks. Matty Beneers has really been uh, a nice uh, is, uh, addition to this lineup. They're giving him a look. 
He's obviously got a bright future ahead of him, but I'm very impressed with how he's put been put on the top line. The lights haven't been too bright for him. He's got goals in two straight games against Ottawa and New Jersey, two points in those games. Now, that is Ottawa. That is New Jersey. This is Colorado. I get that. But Matty Beneers is a talented kid. He's got boatloads of potential. He's got extreme confidence right now. Uh, with these two back-to-back games with a goal. Veneers, for sure, from a prop standpoint for Seattle, is is definitely something I'll be on here. Points and goals, same with uh, Nachushkin on the uh, Colorado side of things. Uh, Andrew, anything here you like? Colorado, Seattle. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, I I like the puck line for the Avalanche. I I don't mind them as a parlay piece for anybody either. I think they do get up for tonight. I think that uh, you you got a home team off a win. We've got an Avalanche team that, straight up dominates teams with a losing record. Um, and they also have a unbelievable record uh, off games where they only scored two goals or less. So, I mean, a lot of things point towards Colorado here. I don't think Seattle can match up with them. Hats off to Washington for a big game from them against the, the Avs. But, you know, this isn't what I'm going balls to the wall on, but I think, you know, it's something I'm going to have a little piece on. Yeah, no question. Uh, like I say, this is a good more of a prop game for me. You know, rather than a side or total. Like I say, those are the two standout prop players for me in this game. One on each side. Nachushkin for Colorado uh, and definitely uh, Beneers here for uh, Seattle. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, there, uh, There's someone I wanted to mention, too, for Seattle. It's uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Daniel Sprong. He's one of those guys that's streaky. He'll go like 15 games without a goal. And then all of a sudden, he'll like score in multiple games. Well, he had a big drought and he scored the other night against Ottawa. If you really, really wanted to go down the bargain bin in, in this game, Daniel Sprong for Seattle, third line. He scored the other night, and he's one of those guys that scores in bunches. Look at earlier in the year. He had a, like a 12-game goalless drought and then snaps the drought, and bang, he scores in three straight games after that, and then he goes into another drought. So I'm, that's what you get with How many teams has he Sprong. played for in his young career? It has to be like three or four, right? Well, Washington most recently uh, is where he came from. Uh, and uh, before that, via Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Washington. Yep. Yeah. So this is his uh, fourth team uh, in the uh, National Hockey League. Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Washington, Seattle, uh, in that order. Uh, Jimmy, Colorado, Seattle, what do you like? Uh, you know, look, I'm like with Andrew. I think, you know, this is – well, Colorado obviously doesn't have much to play for. They do want to get their game in shape and make sure they're staying sharp at least. They don't have to win every game, but they need to be sharp. And, and coming off a loss, so I, I like I like the puck line here. I was I was debating it, but uh, I, I think Andrew persuaded me there. I think some good reasoning there. And I'm going to go with a little Matty Beneers as well uh, on that prop. Um, I'm glad for the Boston kid. He's doing well there. Yep. And by, there's actually a couple more for Seattle that piqued my interest. And you mentioned a Cheshire Cat in the chat, and he's been good with these. He's a good bargain bin prop finder. We found that out last night. What did he cash? Plus 650 with the Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman, Timothy, like serious, no joke. Cheshire Cat, uh, and he was on the BetCast last night, he had Timothy Lilligren for the Leafs to score a goal plus 650, and sure wow. enough, he scored. That's an incredible uh, call right there, and he's been picking off some of these like big, big numbers and prices and on some of these, and he talks about, he's talk, uh, putting in the chat, Victor Rask and Alex Wenberg for Seattle. Uh, tonight and Rask is one of those guys that's a talented kid. There's a guy that was in the Carolina organization, Minnesota for a bit uh, as well. He has four points in the last three games. He has two goals uh, in the last three games. Uh, something to consider there. And Wenberg for Seattle, uh, he has uh, two, three, four, five points in the last seven games. Uh, 
not so much goal scoring, but five points in the last seven games for him. So there you go. Uh, not bad in terms of uh, looking for uh, value. And again, this is just one of those things. You put a few bucks on it and you can turn it into a nice little payout. Uh, that's all it takes for when you're going down the uh, prop, uh, the player prop board like that uh, with, you know, Rask, Wenberg, uh, player, Sprong, players of that uh, elk. But even like I say, the, the ones that are really, really, I feel good about, Nachushkin and Veneers for uh, each team here. There's a couple uh, props that I think I wanted to mention in the other games. Did I? Uh, I was looking at the uh, line combinations, and that's where it really boils down to. You know, the line combinations. So there's Chicago, Arizona. I thought someone was moving up. Oh, it was Dominic Kubalik. I wanted to mention him. Uh, he is someone that uh, was benched for a bit. He came back in the lineup and he scored against Nashville. You know what, we, Jimmy, we've talked about this, right? The guy that gets healthy scratched for a game or two or three and gets benched, and he comes back with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Did that for Chicago. Uh, look at sh- Chicago props. Sh- by the way, Arizona, this is a good stat. They give up a shit ton of shots on goal overall, but especially shots on goal and goals to defensemen. So you could even take a shot with some Chicago D-men, you know, to uh, find maybe the back of the net over their shots on goal prop in a game like this tonight against Arizona you know think about the players that shoot the puck a lot for this team and Seth Jones is the guy that stands out hands down uh, on this Blackhawks team bar none so that might be something to look at shots on goal and goal score prop on him I mean Arizona's very very uh, horrendous at giving up point shots uh, from the blue line so uh, definitely something to uh, keep in mind there uh, in that game and I think there was one I wanted to mention in uh, Washington and Vegas. I think so. Let me just uh, double check because I'm always looking for the uh, line combinations and players moving up, players moving down uh, in the uh, lineup for the uh, Capitals. And there it is. Connor Sheary's moving up tonight, second line. So that's that's what I was targeting for Washington. Connor Sheary for them. Uh, Dodonov is going to play on the uh, second line for the uh, Golden Knights. Now, at times, he's been on the third line, not the second line. And at times, he's been one of their more dangerous forwards, really, since, you know, the trade to send him out of town got voided. Dodonov's played pretty well for Vegas. So that's the player I, that stands out to me from a prop standpoint for the Golden Knights tonight. Uh, Evgeny uh, Dodonov for them. So there you go. That's my prop look. Uh, lots of lots of good opportunities. Never a small card in the Cameron household. Never is, no. Never is. It's always 10 or 15 sides and totals and probably that many props when it's all said and done. It's always, uh, even just on a four-game card, That's we still end up with, no, actually, we don't have 10 or 15 sides and totals. Actually, we only have a few, uh, but we're going to have some props, no doubt, uh, in these four games. That's a good prop night, in my opinion. Great stuff. Uh, Andrew, uh, Jimmy, great uh, analysis here of the uh, Wednesday card. And thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. And before we get to best bets, we'll remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL and great sponsors with the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. A reminder, uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner 
of the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, uh, new customers only, uh, minimum $5 deposit. Uh, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap it up for this Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like for uh, best bet? I'm going to rock with the unders. They've been going well for me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dallas-Edmonton game. Expected low-scoring one. I know it's uh, kind of a, you know, you got to uh, hold your breath when you take an under with the Edmonton Oilers at all. But uh, I like the way they're playing right now. Dallas, they're playing for every point possible. And uh, I think this game has a slow start to it, which will lead us to an under. And uh, we're getting a pretty good number with that as well. So under with Dallas and Edmonton. All right. Dallas Edmonton under for Andrew uh, with his best bet here for this Wednesday night. Uh, Cheshire Cat saying sprinkle on Calvin DeHaan. I, I wouldn't argue with that. He's a defenseman for Chicago. And I've said Arizona gives up goals, gives up shots to defensemen. And he scored a couple games ago. So if you really want to get uh, value laden and dig into that bargain bin, Calvin DeHaan, there you go for uh, Chicago. Jimmy, uh, what do you like for best bet? I'm right there with Andrew. Great minds think alike. That is my best bet. The under in Dallas Edmonton. All right. Dallas Edmonton under six and a half for uh, Jimmy uh, with his best bet. My best bet's going to be uh, Chicago, Arizona over uh, six and a half. Clearly is the standout play for me on this uh, card from a side and total perspective. I don't trust either team to shut down the other. They've both been trending over. I believe it's five straight overs for uh, Chicago uh, entering this game tonight. Uh, and for, uh, Air, yeah, it is five straight overs for Chicago. It's uh, six straight overs for Arizona going into this game tonight. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Chicago, Arizona, over six and a half, minus 110. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Wednesday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday, a massive Thursday slate right here on the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.